Welcome to San Diego Magazine's Happy Half Hour. This is our fun food and drink focused podcast about all things restaurants, bars, cocktails, beer, uh, pizza, especially this episode today in San Diego. Brought to you by San Diego Magazine. We're thrilled to be sponsored this week by the Pendry Hotel. We are taping from inside Provisional Kitchen, a beautiful uh, restaurant space. There's a lot of different restaurant food and beverage spaces within the hotel. We're going to be hearing about Fifth and Rose. They're... Um, I guess it's kind of like their lobby bar. We'll hear more about how it's way cooler than a lobby bar. Uh, high, up. high end. They're using good, good booze. Yes, for sure. Um, but yes, we're, we're thrilled to be sponsored this week. Um, I'm Aaron Chambersmith with Standing Magazine. We've got Trey Johnson, who's our food critic, um, co-host of our show, back from Guy's Grocery Games. Yeah, it's crazy. God, I'm on like, I've been on that show since 1942. <laughs> no, I, well, when you posted, I saw you said season and it was a big number. Season 24. There's no way he's, been, dude, that doesn't mean 24 years. Does not mean 24 years. We okay. two usually do two to three seasons every single year. Okay. You know, so I, it's been, I started on that show in 2013, I think. And it, now Guy Fieri is like a king. Oh my God. And you know, it's funny because a lot of people, when I first started with that show, said to me, why are you putting him with Guy Fieri? You know, why don't you do Alton Brown? Why don't you do this? And I was like, I don't know. He seems like a good, good dude, period. You know, but everybody thought that Guy was going to go away. You know, that oh, Guy yeah, was no. only going to last just so long. People were going to be like, they're going to be tired of his, uh, whatever. Oh. And nope, he's just gotten bigger and bigger. You know why? Because he's talented. He's, he's, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's the smartest guy in the room. I mean, he really is. I don't care what you think about his style. I don't care what you think about his hair. He's the smartest guy in any room. It takes a lot of self-control to not send you every single Guy Fieri meme I see on the internet. <laughs> yeah. there's so many of well, them. Well, what was the Sly Stallone thing? He was on the internet the other day, and he got to meet Sylvester Stallone Stallone or and Al Pacino. That was kind of mm-hmm. nuts. Well, you know what? He's, he is now. He's like... He's like a, the food god, you know? I mean, he really has entered into that Mount Olympus a- arena where he's just, he has become mm-hmm. a meme. The smartest thing he did, though, was with his social media, you know? I mean, it's hard because people like make memes on they make fun of him because he's got you know, a spiky hair and it's blonde. He has a lot of bling, you know? And, you know, I mean, he's a human being. He's a human being. So he's like, you know, I'm sure stung for a little bit, you know? But I mean, now he's owned it. He's making memes of himself right. on his social media. And now he's rich. If you if you if you're on <laughs> Instagram, right. I mean, motivation right there. Pretty sure that's what the yeah. difference is. On, on social media, if you watch some of the memes that he's making of himself, that is how you should handle anybody making fun of you. It's the best. Right. I, he's, he's making fun of himself all the way around. I, I text him. I'm like, dude, that's the best thing I've ever seen. Nice work. <laughs> Well, we're happy to have you back yeah, home for a little home. while. You yeah. gotta Troy comes home and then he has to go review restaurants and see his kid <laughs> and get really busy. You don't get to come home and chill. I know, I know. I, I really just I, I want to spend like a weekend Netflixing and chilling with myself. You know, that sounds really creepy to be quite Good honest luck. with you. Okay, yeah. Um, we'll see. I may edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> That's David Martin. David is uh, a co-host of our show as well, but also the person to call if you want to sponsor our show or you want us to come to your place of business or your restaurant or bar and hang out for a little bit and uh, tape our fun podcast. David M at SDMag.com. That's how you get them. Um, we are going to hear a little bit more from our friends at the Pendry later on. Again, they have a really cool new exquisite cocktail program, like I said, at that um, at that very cool lobby bar that they have here. We have an awesome special guest on our show today. We have John Mangini, owner and founder of Basic Pizza. I challenge anyone listening to say that they haven't had a slice 
or a beer or a cocktail or dare I say a makeout session at Basic in the East Village. <laughs> um, but we're going to be talking to John Did a little you just bit say later. Makeout <laughs> session. Yeah, at I mean it's kind of like the bar, the late night bar, it right? It's a I pizza mean, club. I have no idea what she's talking about. <laughs> I don't know. I've never made out with anyone there. <laughs> we will hear more from John coming up. Um, we do have a hot topic as well. Uh, let's see. What is our hot topic? Something a New York Times predict. Don't tell me this again. I can't. Read this again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it is. Yes. Oh no, it's it not. is. Another it is. prediction. About food, mushrooms and kale. I don't know. We'll it's mushrooms. We might skip remember it. How, no, we're not. You remember I had how? a mezcal. We might be skipping it. You remember uh, how much we laughed and yeah, how mushrooms are getting huge? And I'm pretty sure the people that listened to our show didn't enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> they were probably like less laughing, Actually, more listenership went up. <laughs> more, more talking to the Are we talking folks. about regular mushrooms? Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. We'll, 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 not microdosing, John. Oh, okay. We'll okay. I was just, um, just checking. And then, of course, we always end our show with two people 50 bucks. That's our own personal recommendations of what we've been eating and drinking lately but we always start with hot plates this is all of our newsy stuff and david does it so david what is going on in the east village so there's some big news j6 a couple blocks away from us at the hotel salamar is going to close and it's being replaced with jimmy buffett's margaritaville chain i thought that was going to paradise point it is well it's going to both they're going to have two we are going to have two margaritaville that can't be right that's an error nope Two. It is two. We go from zero to two? Zero to two margaritas. This is the saddest news I have heard in years for San Diego. It's bad. You know how long we've been trying to shed our flip-flops? That's still a Kimpton property. You know, we've been trying to shed our flip-flops, shed our parrot head reputation forever. And now this is where the thing we're getting is two margaritas. Nothing against Jimmy Buffett. He's, I'm sure, a wonderful human being. And he's got some really peppy music. You know, (laughs) but... But I'm like, you know, the, the crowd that goes around him, like the 50-something-year-old, and I'm nearly there, so I'm not making fun, I'm not being ageist here, you know, but it, that has, you know, like, the Hawaiian shirt, the stereotypical San Diegan that people have made fun of for years and years and years, and now we're going to get two of those. Well, who made that decision? What executive in what room made the decision that we need not one but two at the same time? That seems aggressive. It is. It does, yeah. Yeah. It's well, like dropping two albums, Jimmy. Do, Jimmy. It's kind of like having, you know, two Hiltons in the same town. It's just a new type of chain, and it looks okay. like well, it's probably trying to go bigger than that, you know? I guess it, I'm. It, I'm is it still Kimpton? No. Oh. No, it's a different hotel, hotel group. I, I forget the name of the hotel group, International Hotel Group, but am I wow. making this up? That's quite a chain from Kimpton. No, Pebblestone. Pebblestone is the hotel group that owns, owns this now. Kimpton oh. sold to the International Hotel Group, I, I believe. And then this is going to be uh, the Pebblestone whatever group. The yeah. UT is the one that published this story, and it's where we're getting all of our intel. We will link to that at sandiegomagazine.com. We link to everything that we talk about in Hot Plates. And here's, the, here's the problem I guess that I have with this, and I'm so sorry. <laughs> i got to go back to this. And I, I am th- never I, getting them as a sponsor, by the way. Uh, yeah, I was <laughs> going to say. We, I, I but just, I don't like I, the shedding of the flip-flops. I, I think people love their flip-flops. I was trying to shed their flip-flops. No, I, well, but two I, Margaritavilles is not flip-flops. Well, That's like... Here's what I, well. Here's what I'm saying. I'm from San Diego. I love my flip flops. I mean, yeah. look at me. I'm dressed very casually You're in this very nice restaurant. Right you know, I probably am. Um, <laughs> you know, but here's the, here's the thing. Like we don't. We have enough of that culture. I want some dark yeah, mysteriousness okay, to San Diego. We need go. something new. We something different. We need more of the edge, less of the hey, let's all wear Hawaiian shirts and you know and be, drink big margaritas. We have that. We got that. Let's move on. Our Hawaiian food editors cracking up over there. <laughs> So we had a surprise closure recently in East Village. Melvin Brewing closed its brew pub that's on 14th and Market. This is their second location. They're originally from Wyoming, and they opened the brew pub in 2018. Brandon over at West Coaster reported this, and they just basically said that there was a lot of competition in the area. 
I will say the one thing that I never liked about that is their branding. Yeah. And they have this t-shirt where they have the Wu-Tang logo. Mm-hmm. And it just says Melvin Brewing around it. Wouldn't you be, if you were smarter, flip the Wu-Tang logo upside down so it's an yeah. M and do Melvin Brewing? Like, they put no thought into it. Either way, I like. it's a bummer that they're leaving just because you don't want to see anything closing. But overall, they weren't one of my favorite breweries in town. See, now here's the thing, David, is that I ripped on a multinational national corporation. You just ripped on a local business. David's the bad guy. I'm the right. bad Did you have guy any now. Melvin Brewing taps ever at, at, at Basic? No. Haven't. You never no. knew them. No. See, I think they just didn't get to know their neighbors well. You know, it, it's interesting to me, though. Like, downtown is 41% millennials. You know that? The, the population of downtown is 41% millennials. So, I mean, I w- it's surprising to me that... Are the people that live here? Yeah. Do you, yeah. Do you feel that? Does that is yeah. It, do you see yeah, a I ton? do. I do, and I see that. I see that rolling through Basic and through the East Village. And yeah, so when... I mean, I guess huh. there's still a ton of bars and everything else, so the, the competition is really tough. Um, but, I mean, there is over 8,000 breweries in the U.S. right now. Um, there's a significant r- um, rise in non-alcoholic drinks. Like, the new generation is yeah. not drinking is i mean drastically drastically less both a confluence of the health movement you know and a little bit of weed and a little bit of um just i mean online entertainment to be quite honest with you i went back to chico chico state my alum that one of the biggest party schools in america you know on a holiday weekend and it was dead it was absolutely dead and i talked to the bar owners and restaurant owners said well what's going on where is everybody like they drink half of what they did in the 1990s. I mean, it, which is wow. probably a very good thing, you know. But what's not good is it means they don't have to go out to meet women or to meet men anymore. You used to have to go to a public place to meet, you know, somebody that you're interested to in. socialize. To socialize. Yeah. Now they don't. They just go on to on to Tinder, swipe right, right, swipe left, stay home, yeah. play some Sega, smoke some weed. Done. We're getting weird. <laughs> okay, what's going on? Is Grandol? <laughs> What's going on with Grand Old Barbecue? It's still not open. Oh my still gosh. not open. This is just a thorn in my heart. It's like, when is it going to open? They're still closed for renovation for the North Park location. Hoping to open in May of 2020. It's been closed forever. I guess it's permitting with construction and whatnot, but I guess there's still the Flint Springs location we can all go to as well. Hey, John, how he's, I'm going to put you on the spot here, and you can probably get insult people who uh, can control your future. Uh, <laughs> so be careful how you answer this one. Uh, but how hard is the city to work with? I heard that the permitting process is ridiculously slow in San Diego. Yeah, I, I, I mean, for what I found, it's ridiculous everywhere, but it, yeah. is, it is just unbelievable. But I think that's just, honestly, I think that's just the nature of construction and permitting, and it, it's it's... It really is a problem everywhere. Yeah. I mean, I, I deal with it. I deal with it all over San Diego. I've dealt with it residentially. I've dealt with it. Um, I've never had a construction project that's just gone smooth. And I, I think mm-hmm. a lot of it just has to do with things are so expensive mm-hmm. and things mm-hmm. take so long and things that you used to be able to do over the counter, you, you walk in there and, and it, it's going to take three weeks. I mean, at my new place that I was, I was building, we thought we were all ready to go and then we found out that for our walk-in refrigerator that was all of like eight feet by eight feet we had to get a whole um we had to get an engineer to come in and do drawings for it and completely engineer this refrigerator like, it's a box because it's they said that by yeah, eight feet because they said shelves. that you walked into it so it's like things like that just 
And, yeah. you know, you think you're all ready to go. You think you're supposed to open next week and this throws you back and you say, okay, no problem. Let us just pay the money and you guys give us the permit. No, it doesn't work that way. We need to, we need to, um, you know, you need to turn it in. It's going to take about three weeks before we get to it. Gosh. Yeah. So it, it's just. And I mean, what is an engineer cost? It's, it's, it's like. I'm sorry. I mean no, to cut you off. No, no. It's, it's like nobody is there who has the same vision that we do. We just want to, we want to get open. We want to make money. We want to, we want to, I want to serve people pizza. Give the people their pizza. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You want to employ people. You want to bring them in your neighborhood. Pay some taxes, man. Get that guy open. He'll start paying his taxes. Why can't we as a, as a city and as a society, like aside from the basic, um, uh, safety regulations, get the safety. Obviously everything needs to be up to code safety wise. Correct. Okay. Make sure that the building is safe. It's a safe place for people to work. It's a safe, safe place for people to eat. Right. But from there, all like the extraneous permitting and license, let the people open up and just work towards it. Like over the next six months, you need to get these licenses. Like these don't walk all the way in the fridge till we get it approved. We're just going to stick yeah. your hand in there, get your dough and then like, get out of there. Yeah. Like a, like a sign <laughs> permit that right. takes four weeks. And I dealt with that. I dealt with that up in up in at Juan Paseo, wow. my new place, and things like that just drive you crazy. Uh-huh. And I understand, but it's just it's just people that you're dealing with that they just don't have the same vision that that I do. No. I just I just want to get open. I know. All right. Speaking so. of opening, one more new opening here in Hot Plates. We're going to talk more with John Mangini, the basic guy, coming up. Um, but we want to get through our one more Hot Not Plates. Not that you're here. basic, but you are basic. <laughs> it's basic. <laughs> So yeah, one last took one. Ten whole minutes for that joke to come. Because <laughs> <laughs> it took me ten minutes yeah. to think of it, man. <laughs> soy Soy Thirtieth North Park Thai Eatery is opening a new spot in Troy's hood of Ocean Beach, replacing yes. the Subway. Two thumbs up to that on Cable Street. They announced on social media that they've already started working on the menu items for the new OB location. That's exciting. I have nothing against Subway, to be quite honest with you. I don't think that corporations are bad things whatsoever. I think that they make it a delicious cold cut combo. Blah, 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 blah. Five dollar foot long. I am so excited Good that it's marketing. going out, to be quite honest with you. I mean, come on. This is a local person. I mean, they do um, Northeastern Thai, you know, which you get a lot of like um, sweet and sour um, mixes, you know. At, Usually pretty spicy. You're gonna get some soups, some curries, everything else, and they, and it's a local person going into Ocean Beach. Ocean Beach is at a precipitous time right now, where we're having a lot of corporations come in and take those little shops. One of the last great beach towns in America is really in danger of becoming a chainified right. uh, spot, just like everywhere else. And you know, I mean, God, it's the hardest thing because I'm watching all these places like like um, Newport Pizza. Newport Pizza, which is a classic in San Diego. This is a little open air, walk in and out, off fresco pizza joint is going out. They're out. What? They're gone. This is the first I heard of that. They they are absolutely gone. They're actually going into Jungle Java across the street. Two two locals, like kind of like putting their money together in a tiny little place. So, but you you also feel bad for the landlord. So, like you're in a bad spot because, like, if you own a building in Ocean Beach, you know, and you're like, God, now's when I can really make money for my family. So they got to start charging all these huge, huge rents, and the only people that can afford those huge, huge rents are the chains. Okay, is that it for Hot Plates? That's it for Hot Plates. All right, you guys, Hot Plates. Uh, you can find more of them inside your San Diego magazines every month. I know you all are already subscribers to the print magazine. If you're not, you can buy it at Whole Foods, Target, Vons, Ralph's, Sprouts, all over San Diego. <laughs> you can buy it at Target. <laughs> yeah, you can. <laughs> it's true. I am going to get fired. <laughs> no. 
Um, I, this is also where I shout out to Marie Tetko. Big thanks to her. She edits a lot of the food stuff in our magazine and helps us a ton with this show. Uh, we also put up a post uh, every episode of Happy Half Hour at SanDiegoMagazine.com where we link to everything that we talked about. Troy puts up extra posts at SanDiegoMagazine.com in between. So go there to find all the good stuff. All right, you guys, we have David Duran with us now, who's the director of food and beverage at Pendry San Diego, this beautiful hotel that we're in. We're, we're taping uh, our sponsored episode today from Inside Provisional Kitchen. I'd say it's got a rank as one of the most beautiful dining rooms. I mean, it's, yeah. a, it's a beautiful, beautiful space. We're down here uh, in downtown San Diego in the gas lamp. Uh, and let me tell you a little bit about David. You've been in the hospitality business for a long time, since you were 17. Um, you've spent a lot of time in Vegas at the Mirage and um, the, the Bellagio at the Wynn. And then in 2017, you moved to San Diego here for the expansion of the Viejas um, Casino and Resort just before entering your role here at the Pendry. Welcome to Thank downtown San Diego. We're neighbors. Thank you. Yes. We're just right love up it. the street. You can I come love by the our transition. office anytime. I do have to say this about provisional kitchen. I originally, and I, I apologize for this um, premonition that I had, I thought this, this restaurant wasn't going to be any good. Because you have lionfish right next door, and that was the high end. And I was like, you know, then you always have that one kid that you're like, well, that kid's not really going to do much. He just needs to feed a lot of people. Every single time I come in here, I'm like, God, that's good food. You guys, I mean, you didn't, you don't have like a one, an A and a B restaurant. You guys have two A's. Nice Thank work. You. Yeah. Thank you. That's that's definitely the goal. And I think one of the things about this spot, especially, is. You know, there's a point of view for dinner, which yeah. is kind of hard to have in a three-meal hotel, you know, right. uh, space, which is essentially what this is. Yep. But when you come for dinner, it's a distinctly different experience than if you're here for breakfast and lunch. So right. That, That's that a good point. Helps. That's yeah. a good point. If you've come for breakfast or something, try coming back for dinner before the theater or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to talk to you about the the exquisite cocktail collection at Fifth and Rose. Tell everyone what Fifth and Rose is. That's another food and beverage sort of option here at the Pendry. Tell me what's going on over there. Yeah, so Fifth and Rose is actually one of our uh, six food and beverage outlets. You know, it's kind of, I guess you could refer to it as our lobby bar, but I wouldn't call it that. It's very sexy. You know, it's right off the lobby. So, you know, technically by hotel standards, you could refer to it as that. But it, it has several entrances off of the street right in the middle of the action, open windows, very, you know, kind of a... a, a sexy slash you know sophisticated setting mm-hmm. um, different types of seating uh, spread throughout the space and then obviously it's very uh, craft cocktail focused definitely more on the classics uh, we're not trying to reinvent the wheel so to speak so much of the menus focus on uh, you know the classic craft uh, excuse me classic craft cocktails reimagined right. we've you know, got some here which ones do we have here well these actually um, this is uh, for something slightly later uh, which is going to be for our brunch cocktails here at provisional oh okay uh, but we actually uh, specific to fifth and rose uh, the exquisite collection is actually kind of what I mentioned you know some of the reimagined cocktails but we actually done them with some very specific and high-end ingredients like so, what so as an example, El Lujoso is one of our margaritas uh, that's on the menu. Uh, El Lujoso just means uh, like the, the fancy margarita. Mm-hmm. Uh, it actually uh, is made with uh, Don Julio Real. We use um, Grand Marnier Centenar in it, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, as well as some additional ingredients. So just do the you good know, stuff. Yeah, the good stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing, one of, one of probably the, the more famous ones that we do on there. A, a slightly different showing uh, in presentation is a smoked blue curry. So, mm. again, classic, but we use whistle pig, um, 15 year in it. We also use. From Vermont. <laughs> yes. There you go. Uh, we use a nice con- uh, higher end cognac in it, and then uh, we actually do the smoking with hickory right there at the table. So, obviously, hickory tastes good on bacon. 
also goes well with cocktails. And these are, we should mention these are splurges. If you're looking for uh, an occasion to celebrate or a place to go splurge on something, this would be a good option. Those cocktails are over a hundred dollars. Yeah. The, for those ones. They, for the they super start special. right around that hundred mark and they go over 150. So they're yeah, exquisite. They're exquisite. Definitely <laughs> in price and in presentation. Well, welcome to downtown San Diego. We're happy to have you as our neighbor and Thank thanks you. for having us here Thank today. You. Appreciate it. Yeah. You guys go to San Diego magazine.com um, and, or follow us on social. You can see pictures of all the things that we've been talking about and read more and make your reservation. Cause you, can you take a reservation in Fifth and Rose or no? Uh, Fifth and Rose, we do take them, but uh, it's actually by contacting the specific restaurant. Uh, but we do take uh, all the other venues online. Perfect. Okay, so we will link you to all of those things, and we'll put the phone number on, on to call in direct. Thank Excellent. you. Thank you very much. And now I want to officially welcome uh, John Mangini. You've been with us the whole show, but you are the owner and founder of Basic Pizza and Urban, U-R-B-N, coal-fired pizza. You're a Connecticut native, um, best known for bringing the New Haven style thin crust pizza. That's with like the good black bits on the bottom. Correct. Uh, you opened Basic Pizza in the East Village in 2006. That's yeah. the year I moved back to San Diego from after I left. Um, just a couple of years after Petco Park opened and way before the neighborhood was any, I mean, there was nothing over there. I remember when I moved back, it was like, what's going on down here? And there was like the one pizza place. Uh, in 2008, you moved up to your next project, Urban Coal Fired Pizza in Vista, and you've since expanded the company. Uh, today, you have five locations around the county, including a new one at the very, very shiny one, Paseo. Correct. Yes. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for coming on. Oh, thank you. Now, when is, uh, is what Paseo open? Yeah, it's open. We open uh, beginning of October. Okay. Awesome. And how's it going? I know that that's great. a big it's project. It's yeah. It, it's um. It's, it's such an awesome little village, and just everybody loves it up there, and, and it's so much fun. It, it's 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 out of my comfort zone. I mean, it's a it is an expensive rent, and right. and, and it's yeah. kind of it's, it's not a fancy place. I mean, it's a very fancy village. Yeah, it's not what I usually do. Go off the beaten path, five or six streets and uh, wait for the wait for the regentrification to, to catch up to me right. but um it's working out really well and yeah. people are really digging it I, you know i always knew that there's that pocket in carmel valley and del mar and that whole area there that there's tons of people who live there and it was just completely underserved mm-hmm. i just mm-hmm. never found anything that was that was i never found a building i never found a, a home that was that felt good and they really did a, a good job with it. I mean, the buildings look so cool, just the way that they were built, and mm-hmm. it fit. So I, I did it, and, and we're really happy. It's, nice. It's a lot of fun. Because it's one of those things where you could, like, Carnita Snack Shack, um, when Hannes Kavan, the originator of it, um, uh, had the business himself, he went into the um, Delmar Highlands. Right. It was a oh, mall I from that. a cute little, like you know, edgy shack, which you yeah. started in an edgy building when on the mid- in the middle of nowhere in East Village at the right. time, yeah. you know. And if you go into a mall, like he went into a mall, and people were like, "Ah, you lost the soul of it, man! Like, what happened? Yeah, it's a mall restaurant, so there's a risk about diluting your brand. But if they do it really well, as I understand, Paseo has, and yeah. it, and again, in in Carlsbad, there's no uh, there's no real place to do it anything else, right? There's no structures like you were saying. Yeah. You know, you have to have a big in that project. whole area. There's yeah. just there really, yeah. There's just nothing. Yeah. And um, you know, it's kind of weird being being sunk in there with all these huge, you know, chains right. or, or you know the Shake Shacks and mm-hmm. the. Um, but it's 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 pretty cool too. You know, we're next to Harlem Brewing and they're doing a great job and it's that's like a whole another dining room for us and and so uh, we're in we're in a really cool little end of the of the of the center and 
Have you been out. in the shop much since October? Are you there often? I'm I'm at one Paseo nonstop lately. Yeah. So do you ever have people that are like, man, I used to go to your place in the East Village, like before, like when I was young, and you know, and now they're like married with kids and live in Carmel Valley, and they come to your spot. <laughs> Absolutely, it really? happens. I, I literally five times a week where people are like, oh my god, we. You know, we used to we used to live we lived in Basic before we got married, or when we got married, and they now we live up basic. here. <laughs> they made I'm out in Basic, you. yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. And so it is, yeah, so much. And then we're hearing a lot of a lot of other people that lived up there, and now they move back. Now they move to get an apartment because they don't want the they don't oh, want really? the house anymore. Yeah. So it kind of goes both ways, but it's amazing. I, I get people all the time that are that are just like. They love basic. I mean, they they. You I know, love it's like, basic. I do too. I. It's so funny you said that because yeah. I'm sitting here thinking, man, I love that place. Uh, yeah, it's a great. I don't. What? Why do people love it? Why do you think that is? I. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, because it was. It, it, I mean, it was. It was like we were. We were the first. I was the first. You know, really anything in East Village before so Chloe, before, before everything. Anything. So we before really did. You know, we put our foot down and 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 just built up, and then everything got built up around us. And I mm-hmm. I told everyone that too. I said, you know, the best thing is we're going to be there, and all these people are going to like, and then they're going to build all these huge buildings, and everybody's going to be checking out their new home or their new office, and right. they're going to walk down and see us, and we're going to be like their local drinking spot and their right. local mm-hmm. eating spot. And because everyone checks out their neighborhood. So it's not like everything was built up and then we went off the beaten path and, and ducked into this little alley somewhere so people will never find us. Like right. everybody knows we were there. And and we were, I mean, Basic was so different. And it was different because where I came from, I mean, that was that was the norm. You know, you go find an old, go find an old garage and mm-hmm. stick a bar in it and stick a pizza oven in it. And, and that's like... You're that's talking not, about Connecticut and the East Coast. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, that's, it's not so far off. But when I came, when I found the East Village and I found that space, I mean, I just got lucky. I, I was walking down the street and I and, and I saw the guy putting up a, a four lease sign. I struck it with the, you know, uh, with the landlord and it just worked out really well. And, but... I gotta tell you, when I was building Basic, and that was that was '04, because it took me almost a couple of years to build wow. it, because I, I did it on a shoestring, and and I was trying to you know just just deal with we it. Got and do enough, it. We got enough. Yeah. We got enough for a walk-in. We got enough for a yeah. part of a walk-in this right. week. This week and yeah. next week, I'll you know start building the pizza oven. Yeah. Or, and um, and it, I mean, I remember, I remember because I'd work there literally 18 hours a day and I remember walking outside and it was like it was dusk it was probably like eight o'clock it was kind of in the in the summer spring month and I remember calling my wife up and saying and saying Lise like what the hell have I done like she's like what do you mean and I said well I'm I mean I'm building this place but like all the I there's crickets chirping outside (laughs) and all the bums are, are 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 moving in to bed down for the night in my bushes across the street I'm like what right. and the Padres are still in last place and the, and <laughs> the Padres yeah stadium. and that was like <laughs> that was when they were <laughs> just the Padres, yeah. that was yeah it was when they were mm-hmm. just, just yeah. you know in. they were building they yeah. were building across yeah. the street so it was like them us and nothing else and a big hole in the ground next door to us and then nothing else and a bunch of dirt lots no condos no high rises no yeah. library no Chloe nothing. nothing and um and she she just said she's like don't worry about it you'll be fine like it's 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 gonna be great. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. And I just kept pushing, kept pushing, kept pushing, and um, and it and it happened. Did you almost ever run out of money? 
Oh, many times. I mean, many times. And a lot of times I was the in there. The look he just gave me. This is radio. <laughs> yeah. This is a podcast. <laughs> the look he just gave me, like, are you nuts? Of course. Like, of every course. day. But now it must print money, right? I mean, now you're selling. You have a full liquor license. You're selling mashed potato pizza and well drinks mm. until to, to last call. Like, you must make money there now, right? It, and it's it, packed. And, I mean, and it, it, tell it does, me you're making money now. It, it does very well. Yeah. Unfortunately, rents, you know, rents go up. Can't and buy and the building, you know, oh, I know we've we've tried. My landlord's such a great guy, but he he knows better than Does to sell the building. Does he want to build condos on top of you? He no, no. I don't think so. Wow. I mean, I th- you know, I mean, I think we'll be the only one-story building in all of East Village <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. There's a no, long time. The, what do they call yeah. it? The air rent or whatever you got to pay for the yeah, air the air rights. Yeah. The air rights. He can build. He could build up. As a matter of fact, I was just talking to someone on the on the way down who's uh, who's a um, he's just a real estate commercial guy. And I was like, God, it'd be great if we could build like a second floor, a sky deck or something, mm-hmm. and maybe yeah. some apartments. Or oh man, if you had a rooftop like lounge, yeah, down there too? that would that would kill it. Yeah, but um, why yeah, can, no, why, it does why well. Why can't you do that? I guess I can one day. I gotta just you know, if, if I can partner up with the landlord and do it, mm-hmm. I think yeah. it would I think it would work. But yeah, um, we'll see. We'll see what happens as as time goes on. What's the most popular pizza that you sell? Is it the mashed potato? Is it the what's what sells the best? Mashed potato does really well. I mean. Uh, the most popular bacon, right? is just like a plain and you know yeah. people just people love like it's a plain so or just a margarita at all the urbans people love the small margarita it's like the your traditional so- your sauce i mean everything about it it's always been one of my favorite pieces really in town good. yeah Su- super thin super tasty i mean the sauce is really good really but well balanced yeah uh, the the question for you did you get a sweetheart lease i mean was your lease like here's seven dollars you know a month because it, you were one of the first it was it was great back then. Yeah. But now since I've been there for what 15 16 years, it's it's definitely it's definitely up there. And <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, so definitely He's like you love know. you mean it, but I'm raising your rent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the biggest and the biggest thing is it's just it's not like basic has no issues, but the only issue is that so many there's so much to do. There's so many places. True. I mean, East Village, pe- places just keep they could just keep turning over and turning over and turning well, over. Well, how about across the street from you? How many different restaurants it's have gone re- in and it, out of the, it's the your exact block directly across the street Whip from hand, your front door? Um, Oscars. Oscars. Oh I my mean, God. Just like there's there's just a so list many. a mile long. And toast. Remember and toast every time they toast? open, every time they open, like people go there. So we kind of lose a little, you know, you lose a little business because people mm-hmm. go try it out. And then they realize and they come back to us. <laughs> and it's uh, but it just because you're the landmark you're like the place that you meet before the ball game it's like oh yeah, oh, yeah okay I'll meet you at basic okay yeah. I'll, I'll, we'll just we'll end up at basic it's like we killed it like there was motocross last week I mean that's like that's our crowd that's our we I think it's just it. open air it's just a huge open space that spills yeah. into the streets in San Diego you want your your restaurant to look like um, our swim attire you know what I mean? You want it to look like a bikini. You know, like, I mean, you don't want any walls on it. You don't want any roof if you can. You want it to be yeah. wide open, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's such a weather. Take advantage of it. That's what that space has, which no other space around there has. Because why have all the other restaurants, like Aaron was saying, the one across the street and then the one in the cor- um, caddy corner from you, too, yeah, has gone one. through like nine, ten different iterations. Why uh-huh. are you killing it there and nobody else is? I think our pizza is, is just, I think our pizza is great. I mean, pizza is pretty damn Pizza great. and beer I, and I, good drinks. Yeah. And, and you've kept prices is. pretty reasonable. I feel I kept like prices down, yeah. which is hard to do in the, these days, but I, I have. And um, I mean, my staff, I've got a lot of people working there that have worked there since the first day I opened. No. And some of them just work a few days a week, but they still work there from the from the first day. So people that have worked there 16 years? Yep. Wow. Yep. It's amazing. Right. Some of them, yeah. 
Oh, sorry. I also think it's something about the uh, atmosphere, too. Like, while there's been little bits of remodeling, it doesn't feel so modern without losing the original feel of how it was 10 years ago. And, I mean, that's one reason that yeah, I know. It's like the Western Metal Supply down. Building, almost. Exactly. You know? It's kind of like that feel. But I mean, that's that was the whole point. It just keep it rough and beat up. And yeah. over the years, it just keeps getting more and more rough and beat up. <laughs> and so it's, it's kind of like you. So we have, yes. Yeah. yeah like just, just like me. Rough, beat up. That was mean. He and, shouldn't uh, have said that. Sorry for him. I was going to say okay. mean, but I, I, I looked at John and, and I'm like, he can totally take that it. Was and you're mad at me for talking about, <laughs> about a brewery. <laughs> that was uncalled for. So you have five places now. So one Paseo. You still have Vista? Yeah. I don't know. Is it five or six? I oh, think it might maybe be six. six. So I've got <laughs> so so basic. Uh-huh. And then Urban and Vista, uh-huh. which was my first Urban. And then Urban North Park. And then uh, Urban El Cajon. Uh, urban oh. One Paseo. And, um, and then I have the little Urban up in Encinitas. That's my Where's little, that one? Right on the 101. Mm-hmm. And that's Which one does the best? Like, if you had to rank them all, which one makes you the most money? Um, probably Urban North Park, Urban One Paseo, and Basic. Really? Yeah. What's the just because they're bigger, you know? Yeah. But why did um, you do a Basic? Why, why did you expand it to Urban? Why did you change? Because um, Basic's had, killing it. You know, it really started out, Urban was supposed to be... Urban was supposed to be, um, I opened up Basic. Everyone loved the pizza. Mm-hmm. So we were just going to do these little satellite pizza joints, like kind of like a, what a lot of people did. And so so that's why we, we went to uh, Vista. It was just a small location. And it was supposed to be like takeout, just coal-fired um, Connecticut-style pizzas on a, you know smaller satellite locations. And then, and so that's why I changed the name to Urban. And um and I did it with one, um, one of my original partners from Basic. And it was just him and I. It was supposed to be like a completely different concept. But then we found the space where North Park was. And it, that space, I think it burned down. It was like a bank or something. And then I it burned down. That. And the landlord rebuilt it. And then he called me. And he's like, you have to come. Why don't you come look at this? And I walked in. I was like, yeah, it kind of looks just like Basic. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. And and we were just like, oh my God, the deal is too good to pass up. The rent was great. He was, you know, helping us out. So we're like, all right, let's do it. Let's do another. And I don't want to call it Basic because Basic was like, you know, a little more nightclub-y. It had the late mm-hmm. night. I wasn't going to do that in North Park. Mm-hmm. I wanted to make it more of a bar, gotcha. cocktail. So, okay. so that's why we went, we went in that direction. Did and you then, know that you were going to end up at a, a pizza um, joint slash makeout session place? Oh, as, God, as, Jesus. Why did I say that? Um, no, but I mean, it, really, it really did. It turned into like this place I, at night. Uh, I guess there's a... No, but I'm going to start hanging out there more at night, I guess. I'm going to call I'm my dead. wife and see if she'll <laughs> meet me down there tonight, Friday night. Oh, yeah, there you go, babe. You know I mean? but honestly, so, it did turn open it, yourself up a little crap. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll take the shot so, nine times. <laughs> uh, no, but to be honest, did you know you get a nightlife down, down there? Or I mean, did you? Was that your? That's plan? what I was hoping for. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted it to. I mean, I told everyone. I said I want a place that opens up for lunch, moves into happy hour, yep. does a you know slamming pizza business, and then turns into a bar at night, mm-hmm. and it literally happened. Yeah. It, it happened exactly the way. I definitely have pictures of me and all of our friends after our rehearsal dinner the night before our wedding Making at out. Basic <laughs> because it's where you could go. It was, you know, it, you're yeah. right. There's not a lot of, San Diego's not a nighttime kind of city and that's always yeah. been a place you could go at night. Yeah. The guy here at the Pendry was saying it's a big industry place. A lot of industry people go there of, yeah. when they're hey, off. Yeah, and it's, it's because we kept it so, we kept everything simple. We kept it cool. I mean, I used to tell everybody when we first opened, um, there, I was like, if people come in and ask if they can dance on the table, yes. 
<laughs> can they can they do this? Yes. Mm-hmm. Like whatever that. Figure out a way to say yes to every single person who comes in the door. Yeah. And people yeah. felt that. Yeah. People were like, we can go to basic, and it's not this like, it, it's it's not like uh, so stuffy, stuffy right. and and rules and and everything else. I mean, people can literally just go in, and it was just and we were just cool, and everyone had fun. I mean, we mm-hmm. had a great time. I. I mean, I was there, like I'm at Juan Paseo now, I was at basic every, I mean, I was working till four or five o'clock in the morning, five nights a week. Oh and, and that's what, Jeez. that's what really did it. You know, the yeah. staff became a family and, yeah. and that people feel that and people still go in there now and they're like, um, I think your staff is always stoned. <laughs> and I say, why? And they're like, because they're always so happy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't know. Maybe they yeah, are stoned, well, but, yeah, well, but either way, yeah. it, it works and they're, they're yeah, happy. I have a feeling so. they're going to legalize this in California one day, but yeah. yeah right. The, um, uh, scariest day of your career so far. You, I know you had to close one restaurant. You had the uh, Asian restaurant down here in East Village. I know. I know. That, I mean, was that scary? I mean, wh- I mean you, you've was, had a lot of success. That uh, was because I, I, um, I always, you know, going from basic, and then I opened up. I opened up the Urbans, and um, uh, yeah, it was probably when when Gang closed down at around mm-hmm. you know at the same time. A little while later, my um, my partner, who I did Urban with, he yeah. passed away. Okay, and he was like, he was like a dad. He was like a mentor. He mm-hmm. was like, I mean, he was my sugar daddy. Like there was never a problem because yeah. anytime I had a problem, I would just, I would just call him up and, and be like, I need to come talk to you, yep. and he would mm-hmm. fix it, either mm-hmm. a talk or a check or whatever it was, he would awesome. fix it. Yeah. and then all of a sudden I was all alone, and yeah. I didn't I didn't have anyone anymore. Oh. So when issues would come up, you know, the middle of the winter, it's like things are slow i've got to make payroll um it was it was it was tough i felt i felt yeah. kind of alone so there were a lot of days that were kind of the scariest days but yeah gang was tough because i loved that i loved the food i loved it it just didn't work and, and it might not have worked because it's east village and because mm-hmm. it was i don't know i don't know maybe i just san diego's a weird city it really is and i and that was kind of scary because i didn't have I was like, oh my God, I'm going to close down. I'm going to owe a lot of money. And I'm yeah. going to, and so that was, that was, that was hard. Yeah. And, um, and then you just got to kind of brush yourself off and keep moving forward. And, yeah. and then you look back and you're like, okay, it was, it wasn't all bad. Everything was, you know, there was some bad and there always is. And you learn from it and you, mm-hmm. you move on, but not to sound like a, a bad Pinterest post, but that's what I've learned in life. I mean, last year I had campus seats canceled. You know, I, I, my TV show was canceled. Yeah. That was, you know, a, a significant, that was um, over half of my annual income was gone overnight. You know, and I was like, oh, 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 and panic attack, breathing so hard. Yeah. And I just put my nose to the grindstone. I got a couple cooking demos. I got a couple other uh, live appearances, MC gigs, everything else. And it opened so many more doors for me. That, that I was you like, never would have I never would have gone into I was just going to say, isn't it amazing that all the, the, the garbage that we go through, you always look back at it and say, you know, the day it happened was the worst day of my life. Looking back at it, it was it was the best thing that could have possibly happened it because of this and really i mean i i try to live by that belief and i i don't always succeed but everything that happens is what's supposed to happen and it's the best thing that can possibly happen because that's what happened the whole reason i got into food writing period was that i had a tv show for the san diego padres oh, right. i had a tv show for underground music called fox rocks in san diego 2008 hit and i lost both of those tv shows yeah. in one week one week. In fact, I had the offer for the contract 
for the third season of the Padres show on in my apartment. I just hadn't signed it because I'm like, oh, I'll get around to it. Oh, God. I had it for a week. I didn't sign it. I, I don't know why. There was no reason. They would have owed me the money for the year. Didn't sign it. They <gasps> called me like four days later. The American economy is on fire. And they're like, it's canceled. I'm like, wow. Oh, I'm looking at the contract. I'm like, why? That's what you get for procrastinating. <laughs> you know, but honestly, but then, but honestly, yeah. but then what happened? I took a job as a food writer and I didn't even want to write about food mm-hmm. and it worked out really, really well and turned out one of my biggest passions in my life. Yeah, it always happens. Yeah. It's hard to see. It's hard to live that way, but, you know, the only proof is looking back and saying, thank God it all happened thank that God, way. Man. There you go. Well, it's been so fun to talk with you guys. This has been John Mangini, um, the owner and founder of Basic Pizza and then Urban Coal-Fired Pizza. You Sounds like everyone has one in their neighborhood now. Thanks for coming. Thank you so Good much. Good to chat with you. It was awesome. Thank I you. I want a basic pizza now, just yeah. plain right cheese. Now. I'm going to go get one next so Thursday. what are your thoughts of mushrooms on pizza? Oh, I know. I, <laughs> I, I was <laughs> trying to skip the hot topic. <laughs> we can uh, skip it. I just skip it. Well, CNN backs up the claim about the mushrooms. If you listen to the mushroom episode, I guess it's the actually a episode. thing. It should be called. I All of us took mushrooms and no, had an episode. No, we just got the giggles. It was the end of the year. It was an episode. It was a blast. Um, <laughs> it, I guess the production in the U.S. has surged to an all-time high. Prices are going up. Does this mean we're going to have to pay for pay more for mushrooms on our pizza? Do you keep track of commodity prices, mushrooms? No, it doesn't matter. I haven't really on mushrooms. I do on, <laughs> more on, on cheese, but not on mushrooms. Proving but my point. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I you have know, no clue. John Mangini looks very confused. This is a <laughs> shitty. I was, I was still trying to figure out what kind of mushrooms we were talking nothing. about. It, you know what? It was so like regular, normal. Mu- it was like nothing. I need to eat crow a, on this so bad because burger. we were we were laughing about we were trying to you know go through like the predictions of what's going to be big in the United States in terms of food scene. And Marie handed this thing and said, "Well, the New York Times says that mushrooms are going to be big." I'm like, ah. <laughs> like there's just some intern that's like I don't know screw it mushrooms are gonna be big you know I'm like that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard I'm like somebody just needed to turn in an article we laughed we laughed we laughed and we lost our stuff and and then sure enough that person was right so I, I need to just back up admit when I'm wrong mushrooms are big mushrooms are huge the interesting thing from that article though there's a few things Chester County two, year, two hours outside of New York City accounts for 60% of all commercial mushrooms grown in the United States. Mm-hmm. So Chester is doing well. Chester is doing really well right now. Why did they do? Are they gouging or and is it a thing? Why you, are they well, going here's up? The now? reason why they're going up and the, they, what they really think is that um, a it's just a healthier generation. Everybody's healthier, and mushrooms are kind of the ribeye of the forest, right? What? You know, that's, that's what totally. I that's what I call them, yeah. the ribeye of the forest. Because you think about portobello burgers, they are basically a it's meat, steaky. a meat replacement. They're steaky. You know, if you cook them down, they're like. You've never had a portobello burger? Yeah, I have. They're kind of like the ribeye of the forest, you know what I mean? Or the sirloin of the forest, whatever you want. Okay. You know, and... Uh, ribeye sounds better. They're year-round. They're, year they're not <laughs> seasonal. You can pick them in 10 to 14 days. They only take 10 to 14 days to grow. And they're super, super sustainable, too. Okay. So it hits every single marker. And that's it. That's it's everything you need to know mushroom. about mushrooms. And screw mushrooms. It's the year of the mushroom. Mm-hmm. We're eating our words. Uh, all right. It's just about at the end of our show, you guys. If you enjoyed this podcast or any of our previous podcasts, the mushroom one, please subscribe to San Diego Magazine. Um, that is the engine that uh, really powers this podcast. It takes lots of us at the company to put the show together. And if you subscribe to the magazine, you are helping support us and uh, ensuring that we can keep having these fun tapings and bringing you all this fun stuff. Um, sdmag.com slash subscribe is where to sign up. If you'd like to become an insider, um, sdmag.com slash insiders. Gosh, David, you clutch. 
we have a, a really cool event coming up. It's called Brunch Bash. Um, I bet a lot of you listening have been. If you haven't been, it's a super, super fun party. It's My bottomless favorite party mimosas. Of, favorite party that we do. Yeah, it's just I mimosas. I do love the Brunch Bash. I've had to miss it last two years since I've been on the road, and I, I genuinely... That's the one I miss. It's at Estancia in La Jolla. It's a beautiful setting. You just get to wander around. And instead of having just one of your favorite brunch cocktails or your favorite brunch items, you get to have like 15 different ones. Really super fun party. It's a low price point compared to some of our other parties. So just really fun day. It's March 15th um, at Estancia La Jolla. SDMag.com is where you can find out all about it. We're also posting about it on all, on all of our social stuff. So you, you can know, find and it And day there. drinking is like night churching. You know what I mean? Like day drinking, you're not supposed to do it during the day, so it feels great, you know. And like, you know, it's like when you go to church on like midnight service, you're like, this is cool because it's at night, you know. And there's something about like not you shouldn't usually do this that makes it fantastic. Yes. Yes. Lots and lots of fun stuff. So please, we'd love to see you at that party. All right, you guys, we always end our show with two people fifty bucks. This is our own personal recommendations of what we've been eating and drinking lately. David, go. Well, it's been mentioned a few times. I finally had a sit-down dinner at Tahona the other day. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. I got the, the guacamole, and instead of uh, tortilla chips, they give you uh, chicharrones to like dip it in, which I, was phenomenal. I love that. And then I got this. Dry, um, like they crumbled up crickets, chapelinas? Yes. yes, and the crickets are on top of it, too, which I was happy to see because ever since uh, Tacos Perla closed, I, don't, I hadn't seen it on the menu anywhere since then. Uh, and then got the fish of the day, just like platter, delicious. Then went over to the speakeasy, Ocalto, and had the whole experience with that where they actually make you admit a sin that you did by going into the door. And all in all, great fun little what? night. They, they make you admit a sin before yes. you get admitted yeah, in? You have to, like, and it's not like you have to say, like, oh, I committed one of the seven deadly sins. You're like... What is your your deadly no, you sin just, that you're but you just have you to say the word. One. No, they give you a menu and they say pick a sin, oh, say no, it, and no, then you get they, in. Now they make you make up your own. No way. What, that's what, what, was, what you said. My Dave. sin was my skin. My sin was I didn't get off the couch until 15 minutes before <laughs> I got here. <laughs> I don't want to scare people though. I really yes, don't I think you slop. have to yeah. do that. I don't think Maybe you have you know, to do that. I don't know. You know what? I scare people. Change, no. but you know what? Make it Super make cool. people feel like the people that don't want to go and admit their sins. Okay. Those are not the people that are supposed to be there. You well, know what I mean? I went man? and they just handed you a menu and said, "Pick a sin, say it," and then you get in. <laughs> it wasn't that hard. Um, okay, how about you, Troy? Two people, fifty bucks. Um, again, I'm, this is and this is the last time I'll mention Bidia, Um but I am going to continue on my list of the best Bidia, Bidia in right. town. Um, I'm done with the Bidia yeah, too. Pretty, pretty over it. <laughs> <laughs> I just got shut down by both of you guys, dude. It's been like four weeks. It's I a know. lot of Bidia. <laughs> okay, keep right. going. finish it. This it's okay. Is, this is the end of. No, Bidia. I'm not talking now. <laughs> I'm done. No, we uh, let's celebrating hear, let's hear, the let's last. Bidia. Okay, so I want to give a shout out. <laughs> To, I'm gonna. Well, I'm now. I'm gonna go through every single um, place in that list. I'm gonna okay. do ten places right now. Go. Okay. Casino de Barrio. Casino de Barrio. Um, they, it looks like they're struggling a little bit, to be quite honest with you, because uh-huh. I, there wasn't that many people in there when I was there. But it was actually a really nice environment. It's in Hillcrest. Um, they're doing a Oaxacan food. Uh, they have a birria that comes out with like a tuft of meat in the middle with a, all the consomme around it and a nice plate. They have the tortillas mm. that they press um, a leaf into, which is a digestif which may see the ba- the leaf um, helps you digest your food. It's fantastic. I mean, and they're doing a really good job and it's worth a shot. This is a new restaurateur who is in a little bit of an off the beaten path. Cocina de Barrio. Go there, get their birria, um, sit out in the patio, which is beautiful. Um, I think that they need a little bit of help. So go, get, go check them out. Okay. Just one more reminder when you say places like that that I had never heard of, we do link to everything that we talk about at sandiegomagazine.com. John Mangini, finish us out. Um, where do you like to go? Two people, 50 bucks to spend. 
you didn't have to include alcohol and everything in that, but what's like your spot? Where do you go? My spot, if I, two people, 50 bucks, I'm, I, you can, I'm always at Fish 101. Oh, mm-hmm. that's a good one. That's like my, that's like my place. So you're a North County guy. Yeah. Yeah. And they have Lucadia and then the one in, uh, what is it? Cardiff. And yeah, if I really, it's the only place I go. What do you get? <laughs> do you get tacos? Do you just get whatever's I fresh? Get, I get something different every time. I get tacos or I get a plate and I get their shrimp is awesome. And. Um, everything is always fresh there, and it's just my—it's just one of my go-to spots. Hey, before because David you said on your, for fifty bucks, I think, and you can spend that there. Yeah. Yeah. And before David goes, can I, can I mention another video spot? Oh I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. Just read the list. <laughs> read the list, Troy. No, go, I mean they're all at SandyMagazine.com. If you have not had enough, you, there's plenty more where all that came from. Um, and that's it. We're done. Did David go for two people 50 bucks? I oh. did. Tahona. Yeah, Tahona. Oh, he started geez. us off. Yeah. I've had two drinks. Hey, that's Goodbye, what everybody. <laughs> <laughs> See ya.